Hey, Jason here. Just want to let you know that really enjoy your day-to-day podcasts. And don't don't let this thing get you down. Some of these words are tough to do. You know, I think you've been doing a really good job with them. And we really appreciate listening and hearing your thoughts on them. So know that what you're doing is appreciated and enjoyed. And don't let it get you down if you get frustrated at a certain word or concept. So hang in there. Take it easy. Talk to you later. Hey Jason, thank you so much for calling in. It's always nice to hear a new voice. I'd say new voice. I think I may have heard you calling into a few other podcasts. Um, But thanks for getting in touch. And I really appreciate your words of support. I'm not so sure whether it's the word of the day that I'm struggling with. Or it's actually the day itself that's proving to be a struggle. But either way, they seem to be coinciding. But thank you very much for uh, your words of support there. I really appreciate them. Hopefully, I've got something a little bit more engaging this time. Next up, you all know him. You all love him. It's Joe Richter of Hindsightless. And uh, really looking forward to that new season of Wheel or Woe. Although I have to admit... I've still got to catch up some on last season. I urge you all to tune into that one. But I warn you now, it's not one for the kiddies. Take it away, Joe. Spencer, man, it's Joe. And I just want to say that I know that losing your mobility must have been a fucking terrible thing. But I'm right there with you, man. I've been losing... My ability to see, I've been losing my ability to move around, and I, I feel you, but I just want you to know you're doing awesome, awesome stuff, man. You are kicking ass, and who cares what our disabilities are? Like We will do the coolest stuff we can despite our disabilities because we are stronger than that. So you keep on being you, man. You keep on doing it because you're an inspiration for me and for everybody else. I love you, dude. Keep it up, Spencer. Peace out, man. Oh, Joe, man. Firstly, that's an amazing message. Thank you so much for your support. Things have been a little tough the last couple of days, and I was just feeling a bit sorry for myself. But, man, I cannot begin to imagine what you must be going through. It breaks my heart. Um, If I can, no matter how difficult it is for me to hear you say that what I do encourages you to do stuff, I hear you, man, and um, I really, really do appreciate that. And what you do helps me out too, to carry on doing what I'm doing. And uh, I love you too, man. The community as a whole, I just feel it's so supportive. But um, you especially have been so encouraging. And um, thank you for that. Hey Spencer, it's Che. I just heard uh, KDM talking about Elite Dangerous. I too have an Xbox with Elite Dangerous on it. Um, I backed that at Kickstart 
years ago. And I also, this is going to sound really bad, I have the Elite Dangerous role-playing game, the box set of it, which I kick-started, and it's still sitting in the dusty box, waiting to be even so much as really looked at. So well, there you go. But I thought you'd be interested to know. Game on. Hey, Chay. Another Xbox owner out there. Wow, look at that. Twice as many as I thought. Yeah, I wouldn't be too down on yourself for not having opened that box set. I'm sure that's a very familiar experience to many of us. You're not alone there. And what I lack in physical material, I'm more than make up for in unread PDFs. I mean, you could fill the British Library with the PDFs I've yet to read. Oh, what's this? couple more messages landed on my desk at the zero hour. Spencer Elite. Oh, I remember that. That brought back some memories from my day, schoolhood days back in the mid-80s. Yeah, I can't quite remember the year. 83, 84, 85. Roundabout then, I played it on the BBC Micro. Um, but I assume like you, probably on the Spectrum, you were running it off a tape. Because one thing I found is... I had a couple of mates who actually had disk drives back then. And when I went to play it on a disk drive, it was so much easier. Because on the tape version, certainly on the BBC, we only had what I think was a pulse and a beam laser. And they had this extra option, a mining laser, and it just made the game so much easier. I don't know. Anyway, good memory. Cheers. Hey, Spencer. It's Colin. Um, Wow, man, I've got to take my hat off to you. You're nearly there. You've nearly done it, mate. The end of the month draws ever closer. you just got to hang in there. Hang in for the last few days. The victory line and the checker flag are within sight. Just keep going, mate. You've got to push on through. Think of old Foamy with his hump day bloggeramas. Just, just dig deep push on through Shandy Andy there from uh, Unguarded Treasure Um, you know I've got a feeling the Spectrum version did have the mining laser I might be misremembering that but uh, it's surprising what you can do with an extra 16k of memory certainly more of a memory than I appear to have (laughs) And Colin Spike Pit Green there. Really appreciate the support. Thanks for cheering me on. But uh, I think that skirt's a, a little bit on the short side. I can see your pom-poms. Welcome to RPG A Day 2019. Hey, it's day 25. Oh no, no, it's day, it's day 26. I'm trying to... Pretend that yesterday never happened already. Idea is the word for today. And I don't know whether this is so much an idea as a realisation. But um, it's something I've been thinking about. So that's what I'm going to talk about. So I wanted to talk about the idea of going back to pre-D&D. Since coming back to the hobby, I've been very interested looking at how things have developed while I've been away. But I've also been very interested in 
going back in the other direction. You know, because uh, RPGs seem to have collected a lot of baggage along the way and part of the attraction of the OSR is kind of stripping all that stuff back. Yeah, and what got me thinking about this most recently was Matt Jackson's recent episode about his proposed idea for ED&D and going back to what Gygax and Arneson were playing prior to the Little Brown books. And I'm very fascinated by that. And it's funny, in that episode, Matt mentions the old house rules, uh, Pits and Perils, by James and Robin George, because probably about a month ago, maybe a little bit more, I picked up their Diceless Dungeons, which is a great book. Rules for old school excursions into the dark. Um, And it's everything you need for an RPG, minus the mechanics. And it's it's not entirely true that it doesn't have mechanics. I mean, it's it's kind of like you have points and you spend points to do things. But it's just the way it is presented that makes you realise just how arbitrary all that stuff is. And it wasn't until... I mean, I've heard this kind of said before about the mechanics not being the game... Che Webster, Roleplay Rescue, was talking about that a wee while ago. But um, I don't think it really hit home until I was reading through Diceless Dungeons. I mean, you've got, you know, it's like 40 pages of rules without any real mechanics, you know. And I don't think it was, although I've heard about it, and I've even read it in, I think it's in Sword and Backpack, it's very hand wavy when it comes to order of play and taking actions. I mean, it literally says system for deciding whether or not an action requires a dice roll to see if it succeeds. And if it doesn't, what sort of role a player needs to make is fairly simple and in parentheses and somewhat arbitrary. But the system is basically the ref chooses a target number. You know, you decide whether you're rolling under or over that, or you could even roll between two different numbers. And that's extremely sort of liberating to read that and kind of think, yeah, you know, not be hung up on the details. Norbert Matausch recently did a blog post about this, looking at what Gary and Dave did back in the day, the whole idea of just getting 2d6 and using that for everything. That's at darkwormcult.blogspot.com and that's cult with an O. This Diceless Dungeons is literally kind of everything you need. And it's not saying you can't use dice, it's saying that you don't necessarily have to. One of the kind of what's considered a key component is not the game. It's just, yeah, quite a fascinating idea. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor. Big thanks to Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere 
for her very special contributions.